Broncos get is Russell Wilson. That's yeah. the big hole, right? What they give up are Drew Locke, mm-hmm. Tim Patrick, two first-round picks. And... Chubb. Did you mention Chubb? And Chubb. All right, we're hot. What up? Hot. Happy Wednesday. <laughs> Happy Wednesday, BBBs. It is Wednesday, and there's it's a big news Wednesday. It Couple is? A couple items of note off the top. What happened? Von Miller um, is not going to have any charges brought against him in that Parker incident, whatever that incident was. All right. So he's free and clear and uh, moving on. Now I'm sure that they will talk about uh, renegotiating his contract for next year. Second big news, Melvin Gordon um, is no longer being charged with a DUI. (laughs) Uh, He pleaded to reckless driving. So where we were looking at probably a four-game suspension minimum, there's a chance now it's only a one-game minimum suspension, and it's going to be harder for Broncos to get out of his contract, which I think is good news because he was a difference maker this year, and I think this means that he'll be on the team next year and be ready to go at least by week two. All right. All good stuff, huh? That's good. Yeah, that is. And then also the cap numbers got released today. So the cap's going to drop by about $10 million. Yeah, I saw that. Um, That's no shock. Everybody knew the cap was going to go down because the owners didn't make as much money this year. Um, They negotiated it with the players' union. It was just always going to be what's the number going to be? How much cap space do teams really have? And, And now, eight days out to the new league year starting, we know. Now we know. Now we know. All right. Thanks for joining us. This is a good one. Yeah. Um, So those are really three big things. Other news is the Broncos are officially going to tender Philip Lindsay, um, Tim Patrick, and Alexander Johnson. So they're going to tender a running back, a receiver, and a linebacker at an absolute minimum. They're obviously restricted free agents. They're three key restricted free agents. Mm -hmm. Now the question is... What are they going to be tendered with? Is it going to be a first-round pick, a second-round pick, a fifth-round pick? Which means other teams will have a chance to sign these guys. If they ultimately get signed, we will receive yeah. that tender in um, compensation. It also means that they're going to be a little bit more expensive to sign. Anytime that somebody gets tendered with a, a higher draft pick, then they're automatically going to get just a little bit better deal. Yeah. But yeah. those are three guys that we've got to keep. Well, I shouldn't say we have to. I don't want to lose Tim Patrick, and I think he's great t- trade bait. He was by far our best receiver this year. He was the only receiver in the NFL to not have a drop with a certain amount of receptions. Really? Yeah, it's shocking, right? Yeah, that's... And had he been healthy all year, I think that we would have won a couple extra games. Um, and, you know, he's not the route runner of Judy. He's not as dynamic as K.J. Hamler. And he's not the presence of Cortland Sutton. But the dude is consistent, and he doesn't drop footballs. Yeah, drops a lot less than Judy. Lot That's less for than damn Judy. sure. That's for damn sure. So he'll be with us Look, next year. It's looking more and more likely, unless he's wrapped up in some sign-and-trade, in which he won't be with us. That's how trades work, Josh. Um, but that's all good news. Alexander Johnson's our best middle linebacker. They've got to keep him. And then well, Philip Lindsay, as much as I love Philip Lindsay, the Colorado boy, um, 
I know that fans love him. I know he's a fan favorite, but he's not as impactful as the other guys, ultimately, especially if we keep Gordon. Yeah, for sure not. And I guarantee you there's a running back coming in this draft. Freeman's almost done. Um, you know, Lindsey, we're probably not going to ever pay him what he wants to be paid. And then we have Melvin Gordon under contract for two more years. All big news. I can tell you're excited about it and have lots yeah, to say. Yeah, it's all boring. All right. It's still just the typical really boring. Every player you mentioned, everything is boring. It's boring. <laughs> the Broncos right. are so fucking boring, man. They're so boring. Yeah, but our podcast They're the most white bread. Our podcast is awesome. Because you're going to say something funny after I say things like they were tendered. Yeah, but I, I'm so bored, I don't even have anything to say. Okay. Were they chicken tendered? <laughs> <laughs> but they, the Denver Broncos is just, like I've said before, white bread floating in a bowl of lukewarm water. Yeah. They're so fucking... They're the most boring team in the NFL. Well... I mean, obviously the Vikings have been super exciting, and George Patton's tenure up there. So I think it's the Vikings about to are change. more exci- they have more exciting players. Well, yeah, they are more exciting. I was spinning it at there. I don't think the Broncos are going to get much more exciting because do you think of the Vikings and all of the big trades and moves that Patton's? Oh, made you're talking exciting? about for? Uh, I mean, they've they've done more than the Broncos have in the last five, six years. Yes, they have. So it could get a little better at least. I hope it gets better. could get a little better. It's just so fucking boring, man. All right. If you want to talk about something so boring. not boring, did you see the uh, possible trade scenario of where we land Russell Wilson? Uh, th- was this the one I was talking about last week, maybe? It may or may not have been, but All it's right, been let's... reworked since... Um, Carson Wentz has been traded, and that's official. And Wentz has been traded, and that's official. Yeah, this one actually, this couldn't be the one that I saw because the scenario I saw had Dak Prescott right was in the mix, and he just got signed to a that mega, dude's rich mega contract that I feel like is way overpaying him. It's overpaying. So yeah, that's an interesting point. We all know that quarterbacks are going to ha- be the highest paid on the roster with consistency. We all know that over the course of the last five, six, seven, ten years, the trend is whatever top fifteen quarterback comes up for contract, they just get the next they, biggest deal. Yeah, they're next. That didn't used to be the case. It used to be the case. John Elway was the highest paid quarterback. The highest paid quarterback next. was the best quarterback. Yeah, and you know maybe a Brett Favre, and then you get into the Peyton Manning area, and Peyton Manning is the highest paid, and then you know maybe a Tom Brady for a time, maybe an Aaron Rodgers for a time, but. At one point, they were all arguably the best quarterbacks in the NFL. Yep. Patrick Mahomes is the top-paid quarterback in the NFL. You might have to check this deal with Dak Prescott now. Well, t- and he should be. Prescott over the next three years will get paid substantially more than yeah, than like seventy-two Mahomes. million or yeah. something silly, right? Substantially more. They broke it down per second, and per second of gameplay, he'd be paid twice as much as Mahomes over the next three years. How can you do that to your Now, Mahomes' long-term is a larger contract overall, but Prescott is paid more per season. So, you know, my point during the life of this podcast is, you know, you just you got to deal with that. That's the way that the NFL works now. And your point yeah. is? They need to quit working like that. Yeah. They need to figure out a way to stop it because this is going to hamstring every team moving forward every time. Like you said, it's, it's not a, a rotation of the top four or five quarterbacks. It's if you're a solid starter. Like like Prescott. Like Kirk Cousins. He's not a top 10 quarterback. Like Dak Prescott. Maybe he is. Maybe he is. But it's it's maybe not. Like, that's how limited he is. is you, we don't know for sure. 
we'd have to go through, you know, we know who the top five are. And a top three, those should be the ones that rotate who's getting paid the most. Like, it'd be fair for Mahomes to get paid, you know, the top player, and then the next year for Russell Wilson to get more money than him if he was due up for a new contract. And then, but it's got to be those first, those top three or four players. Yeah. Because it's arguable who the best is, right? Even though it's not to us, it's Mahomes. But uh, this is just fucking over the NFL long term, man. It's fucking them over. It is. You have now have the highest paid quarterback in the NFL, Dallas. With this highest paid quarterback in the NFL, when he wasn't the highest paid quarterback in the NFL, you weren't even making the playoffs. You are yeah. so cap hamstrung now. Do you think that's going to change? And now they have a reduced cap. And now there's a reduced cap. So it doesn't help when you don't have offensive linemen to block for him or receivers to catch the ball or a or defense that could. rushers or a lockdown corner. Uh, yep, it's uh, the only it's, way. It's a bad. It's bad precedent, and they need to figure out how to stop it. Yeah, and they just need to stop it, right? And Jerry Jones had an opportunity here to I stop and be do. like, "Listen, you're not a top three quarterback. I'm not paying you top. You hard line. We're going to move on. I mean, we were talking about this yesterday, and we'll, we'll mention it here on the podcast. We there's no scenario where I wouldn't rather have one of the top three quarterbacks in this draft coming out the draft over yeah. over Prescott. I would take either of the top three, just because there's more upside and either, you know what you're getting with Prescott, but you know you're not winning the championship. And you know whoever these top three quarterbacks are going to be coming out of the draft, that you're not going to pay them anywhere in the same hemisphere for the first five not years. Not even close. So you're set for five years. You're not paying the – I mean, dude, it's insane what, they, what he got paid. And it's, it's, a, it's a bad – it's just – it's bad for the, the NFL, man. The NBA doesn't do that. The NBA, almost always the top player is so the, the highest paid the player. Top player and the and then, paid. you know, there, there could be – a very solid player. They're not going to get paid anywhere near LeBron James. If they follow this the same model, all you'd have to be is a starter in the NBA. And when your contract comes up, you know, five people starting. When your contract comes up, you're paid more than the last highest contract. Well, that's basically what's happening here. Yeah, but it, that, that's true and not totally true. There are probably about 25 guys in the NBA who have max contracts. Yeah, you're right. But that's another scenario. Is they're max contracts. Yeah, there's a number. Like, there's this a number. Is the max that we and, can pay you. And if they, you know, we're going to go down that, that's another path that you could go down. But it's got to be substantially less than the Prescott. $42 million a year. Yeah, it's got to be a lot less than that because teams are going to be put in this position where they're paying. Let's think, like, who who's another moderately decent quarterback? Like, a solid starter because that's what I see for with him. Kirk Cousins. Okay, Kirk Cousins, when he's due up, he could get the highest paid contract yeah. all of a sudden. How stupid is that? It's stupid. How fucking stupid is that? But it's these GM's faults. It's the owner's fault. Oh, it fault. is. It's not the players. Yeah. Of course, they're going to get whatever they possibly could get. So they're, what I'm saying is they're screwing themselves. They're killing themselves, man. They're, why wouldn't, Dallas is what they are. And so is Prescott. They're they're not making this. They're not winning the Super Bowl. They're not gonna. No. I would probably not make the playoffs most years, right? They're in a terrible division, so they, they have still, opportunities. But, yeah. but still, okay. So why do this? Why not either franchise them again? How many is they they franchise them last year? Yeah, they got one more shot. Okay, either franchise them again or let him walk, man. Let him go, and. 
take your chances because you're going to have the same amount of wins and the same amount of teams with whoever, whoever you end up with. Same, same amount of uh, wins and the same opportunities for the playoffs. Yeah, it's frustrating to me. At least they'll be fun to watch where Denver isn't. At least it's exciting as something least to talk about. They'll have butts in the seats. Uh, I don't like all the things you mentioned. I don't even want to. This is a Denver Broncos podcast. I don't want to talk about Denver Broncos. I want to talk about the Dallas Cowboys. Yeah. Right now, I want to talk about. Let's hear this scenario, though. All right. I totally sidetracked us there. So let us preface this by saying there's no chance that this. Of course, this never Russell fucking happened. But one plausible route that an ESPN writer laid out was the Seahawks. It's a four-team trade. Seahawks, Broncos, Jets, Bears. Okay. The Seahawks would get Sam Darnold from the Jets. They would also get Bradley Chubb from the Broncos. Okay. And the number nine overall pick this year. Mm-hmm. And first round pick next year from the Broncos. Okay. So that's a big haul. Yeah. Seahawks get a potential pro bowler, uh, edge rusher, two first round picks that are high picks. And a, probably a terrible quarterback. Probably a terrible quarterback. <laughs> the Broncos would get Russell Wilson. That's I take that all day, every day. They would also get a fourth round pick from the Bears. Yeah. The Jets would that. get previously mentioned Tim Patrick. Okay. A fourth round pick from us and a third round pick from the Seahawks. Okay. The Bears would get the Drew Locke. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, what did the Bears give up again? Nothing. They're getting Drew Locke and... Oh, they're giving up a fourth-round pick. Pardon me. Why are they even in this scenario? Uh, because then they get a quarterback and the Broncos get some compensation. Okay. Who cares about that fourth-round pick? Like, you, you could, can't you just eliminate the Bears from this you, trade? Who cares? Yeah, but... We yeah. just cut Locke. All right, we Who cut Locke cares? and we eliminate the Bears. Give Locke to Seattle. If you're also, Seattle, they get Locke and Darnold. Well, I mean, yeah, I'm let's serious. have a little quarterback competition. Yeah. That sweetens the deal for Seattle, right? I think so. I mean, I, I feel like Locke has as good a chance of starting as Seattle as as uh, what's his name, Darnold, uh, Sam Darnold. Yeah, Stup- Sam Darnold. Stupid fucking name. <laughs> yeah. uh, Samantha Dawn, more like. <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, remove the Bears from this equation. That's what I take out of this. We don't need that fourth-round pick. I don't care. All right, deal. So what the Broncos get is Russell Wilson. That's the big hole, right? What they give up are Drew Locke, Mm -hmm. Tim Patrick, two first-round picks. And... Chubb. Did you mention Chubb? And Chubb. Yeah. That's a lot. That's a lot, man. We were willing to give up three first-round picks, we determined, last week. Chubb was a first-round pick. I'm doing this deal all day. All day. I'm giving up Locke, You are. You Patrick, have to. Chubb. You have to. But that's a lot to give it's up, a lot. man. It's a lot. It's a lot to but give you got up. you Russell Wilson. Yeah. That's a terrible move. That's it's, uh, makes would make zero sense for Seattle. Whoever made this up, it... I mean, on paper, it's something that could happen. But <laughs> just the end of the day, you're Seattle, and you're giving up Russell Wilson for... A really sucky quarterback. A sucky quarterback. And some picks. I mean, it's three first round yeah, picks. Doesn't. It's not worth and it. And Bradley Chubb, who was. A Who's the other first round pick? pick though? They're getting two from Denver. What's the other? Three from us. Oh, three first round yeah. picks. Okay. This I thought year you said and the two. Next two years. Oh, oh, the next two years. I thought you said this year the number nine pick and the next year. So the next two years. Mm-hmm. So three first round picks, 
Chubb. Yeah, I mean, you're so... Oh, no, wait. Let me clarify that. The Broncos would be giving up this year's first-round pick, next year's first-round pick, Bradley Chubb, Tim Patrick, and a fourth-round pick. Oh, yeah. So, yeah, let, yeah, let me clarify that. Two yeah. first-round picks, Chubb, Patrick, and a fourth-rounder. Yeah, I'm all about Andrew that. Andrew Locke. I'm all about that, but, uh, yeah, Seattle's definitely getting the short end of this, this yeah. stick. Which is why it's never going to happen. Yeah. We would kill to get Russell Wilson to the point where we would give up two first-round picks, really three because you're throwing in Chubb and Patrick and Locke, and we'd be walking away from that happy. Yeah. If you look transversely, what that means for the Seahawks, they're like, no, we have Russell Wilson. Yeah, the the only way you could possibly allow something like this happen is you have to get, you have to put uh, uh, Watson into play or the ability for Seattle to get one of the top uh, three picks. So, and you know they're not getting number one. If there's any chance of making a scenario where you're able to work out like a four-team trade and Houston's involved in that trade where you get somebody like Watson to Seattle. Right. Or Seattle. Seattle. Uh, that's the only way that this scenario could work. Yeah, Watson in the mix and Watson to Seattle. Or a pick, a top yeah. top pick, two, two or three. And speaking of the top picks, did you see that Mel Kill? Kipper just released his 10 highest graded quarterbacks of all time pre-draft. I have not seen that yet. So it's pertinent because he has Trevor Lawrence somewhere in the mix. So Mel Kiper's highest graded quarterback ever was John Elway. All right. That worked out pretty well, I would say. Mm -hmm. His second highest graded quarterback ever was Andrew Luck. Yeah, that's reasonable. That worked out pretty well, I would say. Uh, His third highest ever ranked quarterback coming out of college was Peyton Manning. Mm-hmm. That works pretty well. <laughs> Number four, Trevor Lawrence. Wow. So he has yeah. Trevor Lawrence raked right behind Elway, Luck, and Manning which, coming out of yeah, college. Which tracks, because all you keep hearing is that he's the, the best uh, he since Luck. Since Luck. Yeah. yeah, that does track. And that's not just from and Kiper, Luck was the best since Manning. Yep. And, you know, Manning was the best since Elway. Um, and then number five, he had Jim Kelly. That worked out pretty well. Number six, Andre Ware. Not good. That did not that didn't age out. well. That did not age well for your Detroit Lions. I think he no. spent most all of his time playing behind Rodney Pete. Rodney Pete or maybe... Uh, it was definitely Rodney Pete. Yeah. Or maybe some with Mitchell. Mitchell. Yeah, I don't know. I can't remember. Uh, number six, who did he have? I think it was Aikman, which surprised me that he was ranked that high. Um, but, I, I mean, again, he was, was the number, number one, one pick. pick. Yeah. Um, and then seven was like Ryan Leaf. That's terrible. That did not. That's go the worst well. of this top ten for I think sure. Right in that eight range was Drew Bledsoe. Yeah. Eh, fair enough. Yeah, I mean, if, if you're gonna, I mean, I guess really all you kind of ask is if you pick somebody in the top three, and they're the best quarterback coming out is that they played ten to fifteen years at a consistent Pro Bowl level, right? Yeah. And if it wasn't for Tom Brady, maybe you would have won a Super Bowl. I don't know. I doubt it. Um, and then it rounded it off with who? I don't know. Just guess. I'm going to say Dan Marino. No, <laughs> that's not it. It wasn't I was going to say Marino. But, but the whole point of this was that um, you know he, he thinks Trevor Lawrence is going to be that good. So that's what the first overall pick is worth this year. 
which is a substantial amount. And if you see any mock draft where Trevor Lawrence isn't number one, delete that. Don't follow them. That is not going to happen. That's silly. It's we're ridiculous. sitting here, we're promising you Trevor Lawrence is going to be the no, number one. No, and that's not to say there, there is some good talent at quarterback in the draft this year. And I feel like that's why when we have any trade scenarios that are plausible, getting a first-round pick is not even plausible. And, it's, and the number, I mean, sorry, the number one pick. Number two pick is really not plausible either, but that that's the only thing you could throw around for being a possibility of this multiple-team trade for Denver to get somebody like Russell Wilson. And that's just not going to happen. It's not going to happen. There's yeah. just no way. Not but, when you can get a quarterback that you think is going to be that good at that yeah, cheap of a price for five years. Ain't no way Seattle's giving away Russell Wilson. Nope. For anybody, le- anything less than... Trevor Lawrence. Trevor Lawrence or... Or maybe Watson and some other really good supporting players and a first-round pick or two. Yeah. I mean, that's how much better Wilson is than Lawrence. And the only way there would even be even, – even that scenario, that's a, the best possible scenario that, that Seattle could look forward to, the only way they're doing that is if there's a threat that Wilson's going to just sit. Which I don't see happening. There's no way. But if, if, if they're like, if we don't trade him, he's not playing. If that was really a threat, that's the only way they're trading them. Yeah. You can't They let need it. to blow up the whole team to keep Russell Wilson. Yep. You can't let a generational talent So, what I thought about, so I saw this graphic and I wanted to bring this up, especially with you talking about the quarterback rankings out of college. This is a quarterback hierarchy I saw, and I want you to tell me where you think they got it wrong. Are you ready? I'm ready. Tier one, you know who. He's at the top. Is he in a class by himself? One person at the top. Yeah, they got it wrong off the top. Tier Tom Brady. Yeah. Okay. Wrong. Tier two, Joe Montana, Peyton Manning. No Elway? Mm-mm. And tier two? Mm-mm. 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 No. Uh, uh, Montana and... Uh, okay. No, I think they got it wrong. Tier three, Dan Marino, okay. Johnny Unitas, okay. Drew Brees. Drew Brees? Yeah. No Elway. No Elway still. Uh, I'm trying to think. No Marino. No Steve No, no Marino. Marino, Johnny Unitas, Drew Brees. Okay. Okay. Wrong. Ready to continue? Yeah. Tier four, Brett Favre, Fran Tarkenden, okay. John Elway, yeah. Bart Starr. Okay. No. Tier five, Kurt Warner. Oh, no, there's Fran Tarkenden. Fran Tarkenden. Uh, Terry Bradshaw. Bart Starr. Steve Young. Okay, I was going to say, where the hell is Steve Young in this list? Aaron Rodgers. Okay. Tier six. I would have Young in a tier that is not, Aaron Rodgers is not in. I would have. He's not going to be in the fifth tier for me. Actually, I think our last, our exercise last week, I had Young as my quarterback. I believe I can't remember. I picked but, Young. You picked. Oh, Brady. I picked Brady, but I, it, Young would be in my number two. Yeah. And then tier six, we got uh, Jim Kelly, Otto Graham, Russell Wilson, Troy Aikman, Big Ben, uh, Eli Manning, and Warren Moon. All right, Eli's too high, Rogers too high, Wilson's probably a little too low. And it's shocking how low Elway and Young are. Elway's fourth tier. That blows. Get the and fuck And Young is fifth tier. Where did you find that? It was on Instagram. Okay. I just saw it and took a pic. It but, was, I mean, it's a major account. Millions of subscribers. Well, they but, unsubscribe. 
because that's terrible. Yeah. So number two, would you put uh, Elway ahead of Joe Montana? I would, but I could understand where people wouldn't. But they need to be in the same tier, regardless. Yeah, tier two. Yeah. If you okay in this scenario though, tier one, it has to be one player. Who do you have? can't put just one it would be between Elway Manning Young Brady and Mahomes okay so what if you built it like that tier one's one player tier two's two player this is what we should do for next week we both build Build just a three tier three tier pyramid pyramid okay so it's essentially gonna have six players and we have to have one person up there one player at the top Two in the second tier, three at the at the bottom tier. All right, and uh, one, two, three. One, two, three. One person's got to stand Gosh, alone. Dang, that's tough. Yeah. All right, I can do that. Okay. I already know who my one's going to be. Well, who is it? M- Peyton. Okay, that's fair enough. Yeah. Even yeah. though I don't agree with that, can I, I mean, I I agree with that. If you're making me pick one, it's one. Even though. But you're not 100 percent comfortable. Well, I, with that one. Not, it's not even uncomfortable. It's just that he wasn't that much better than Elway and Brady and everybody else who should kind of be right there too. But that's yeah. That spoiler. Peyton will be my one. Okay. So. Think about the other I mean, five. Get my other five, my two and my three. Mm-hmm. All right. Done. Till next time. You guys do it, too. And tell Josh all about it. Do it and keep it to yourself. I want to hear about it. All right, next week we're going to be starting about, we're literally going to be talking about uh, free agent signings. Yeah, that could be exciting. Hopefully there's some fun, exciting news for us and not this boring shit. It's not boring. All right, peace. Later. Later, bitches. Peace.